Welcome to the Million Dollar Multi-Op Podcast. Here, you're going to find education, entertainment, and a little inspiration on how to get to the next level. Are you a DJ company owner that's looking for the secret sauce? Congrats, you found it. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Million Dollar Multi-Op Podcast. I'm your host, David Osborne with BlueprintLearn.com. Today is a solo cast, and we will be discussing delegation. In the last podcast with Matt Redicelli, he discussed three common mistakes that multi-op owners make. And one of those was the concept of not understanding when to delegate and how to get that process started. So that's the topic that I'm going to dive in today and share with you some, some experience shares or what you would consider to be a case study. And then also some ideas of how you can get started with delegation if you're either new to it or even if you're doing it and you feel kind of lost with it. So my friend Jeffrey Craig Cyber from Total Entertainment said this phrase about two years ago, and I heard it over and over again, delegate or suffocate. Man, I wrote that on a sticky note, put it on my computer monitor, and I lived with those words for a long time until I started to embrace it. Because I don't know about you, a lot of us in the DJ space are doers. We're people pleasers. We are commonly the people who like to just get it done. And delegation isn't really part of our DNA. And so if, if you scoot back to my childhood, I have two sisters and I have one stepbrother that lived under the same roof. And if you look at us, we're all hardwired to, to get shit done. We are doers. We are people who don't ask for help. That is an unwritten part of my family values growing up, and it's very much a part of my DNA. The first job that I had out of college was as an elementary school general music teacher. That's a job you do by yourself. And you do everything. You, you write and you direct musicals. You teach all the classes by yourself. There's no one to help you. You're the, it's not like when you teach third grade and there are other third grade teachers that you can collaborate with. You're the only one. So it's a very self-sufficient, independent job. So every job that I had outside of that just reinforced my belief that I just do things myself. I was always terrible at group work in, in school, and I, I tend to take over when I'm in a group. So when it came time to think about growing a multi-op, I had no experience with delegation. And it scared the crap out of me because everything that I've been working for for a decade when I went full-time was on the line. You know, if I, if I, it's probably a fear that most of you out there have either had or currently have that if you put someone else, another human that's not you, in their driver's seat, either for an event or they're helping on the back end of your business in some way, you're jeopardizing everything you've ever built to another human being that's not you. And that is scary. That is very scary. And I understand why delegation can really scare the fool out of you. Well, the first DJ that I brought on, Chris Plummer in 2017, had very many of the same skills that I have. He went to music school. He was a band director. And so when I taught him how to DJ and I taught him how to perform at events, he took to it very quickly. And I didn't, I already knew that I trusted him. So I got a false sense of security that I knew what I was doing. Well, in 2017, 2018, and 2019, I tried recruiting people. I tried bringing people on and I couldn't get over the hump that I, that I could get them where I needed them to be so that I could trust them to go out and do work for the company. 
2020 and 2021. That's when the blueprint was developed. And that really handled my ability to train people that I trusted to perform the DJ side of things, to send people out because I knew they had the skills. I knew they were consistent. There was some standardization across the board. But I was still doing everything else by myself. Sales, marketing, operations and warehouse, hiring, um, dealing with wedding planners, insurance, bank deposits. Everything was falling on me. And in 2019, pre-COVID, I was doing 150 events myself a year. I was suffocating. If you're out there listening, can I get an amen? Man, I bet a lot of you are, were, were in the same shoes or are in the same shoes that I experienced back in 2019. Now, when the blueprint entered the equation, when I had to start building the blueprint, I needed more hours in the day. I needed there to be the opportunity for me to have time to work on creating courses, filming courses, editing courses, and producing coursework and building a website. And that's when the pain point, that one, that suffocation got to the point that I couldn't handle it anymore. Something had to give. This is one of the things that I want you to take away from this podcast. The first times that you need to really think about delegation is around that point where it becomes painful, where it becomes uncomfortable to handle the work that you're doing. Um, now, I think down the road, you need to be proactive. I think you need to plan for delegation. But if you're in that solo op to multi-op or a small, what I would call compact multi-op, then it's, it's likely to be more reactive at the beginning. And back in 2021, I brought on an administrative assistant. And that person answered emails, made contracts, did the whole thing. And it was pretty good. Uh, it took a lot of time off my plate and, and or a lot of responsibilities off my plate and to pass it on to another human. Now, I still had to manage it, but things were, things were moving. So for the first time, I had delegated, uh, but I didn't delegate well. There were still some problems with my systems and processes that I had built. Uh, a year later, so 2022, the... Um, my administrative assistant had to leave for greener pastures in terms of the, the income side of things. And I was left doing everything by myself again. So again, this was 2022. And this is around the time I heard the words delegate or suffocate. And it was so real for me. It was so painful at the time. I knew I had to do something, but I didn't want to make the same mistakes I'd made the first time by doing it just kind of halfway. Well, this is the thing that I'm, I want to share with you that you can do to help yourself is I created what's called a time and task audit. Now, Matt was on the podcast last week. Matt is where I heard about time and task audits from, and I created one. Now, a time and task audit might sound daunting, but it's really not. And I'm going to describe this because most of the people consuming this podcast are audio only. So I want to do my best to just explain it. It's a spreadsheet. I recommend Google Sheets because it's dynamic and you can share it. And it's collaborative. But you can use Excel or Numbers or whatever you want. And you make a list of every single thing that you do every day outside of DJ work. This is administrative work, clerical work, working in, in the business, like the actual business part of the job. Sales calls, sending emails. You're going to list everything. You might come up with a couple hundred 
things. I would spend uh, two weeks, two full business weeks, writing everything you do down. Now, take this away from this, from this uh, podcast. When you start developing this time and task audit, and when you go through this time and task audit, you're going to see an increase in the amount of time you have to spend on the business. This is a common thing I want you to get used to. When you develop a system, when you get ready to delegate or get ready to pass something off, there's going to be a swell of time involved on the back end. Just accept it. You can also pay for help or pay for consulting or pay for coaching to help this get done faster, but that's going to cost you money. You got to buy it or build it. On the left-hand column, you can take every single task over two weeks. Next, you're going to filter that down and put them into categories. So everything, lump everything together that's sales. Everything that's CRM related, email related, finances, uh, depositing checks, every single thing you can imagine. Marketing, operations, equipment, training, all the tasks you do. Then the second column, you're going to put your name. So for me, column two would say David. Column three, and this is going to be variable for anyone out there, is you're going to put if you have other employees that work on the business with you, put their names. If you are by yourself and you're hoping to get into a multi-op, you're just going to put next employee, right? Future employee, whatever you want to call them. But they get their own column. So right now, today, in November of 2023, I have me, I have Ian, I have Cannon, and then I have future employee. So I've got three columns plus a fourth. Now the fun begins. You're going to go through and you're going to look for all the things in your column, the things that you do that you think the next business, the next employee could do or should do that you can train, that you can create a system for, that you can write down instructions of how to do that you could trust someone to do. Small tasks. Start small. And what you do is you're going to put a check mark under that person's column, and that means they do it first. Then put some other mark, a dash or something you like, or a two or whatever works for you, under your column. Meaning, if they don't do it, you're going to do it. Okay? So now you start getting this. Once you have gone through this list, you're going to compile everything that's on that person's list, and you can create a job description. A job description with a list of tasks that they do. You use that job description to hire someone or to find someone on your team that fits that job description that can start doing some of those tasks. So here is the framework of how to remember and how to execute this process. Number one, you're going to audit. Audit means you're gonna figure out what the tasks are that need to be done and the tasks that you can't do anymore. Number two, you're going to assign them to someone else. Number three is you're going to assess how it's going. That means you can't just assign them and then do nothing. You have to assign them and have a meeting with the person and explain to them that this is what they're going to be doing or what you would like them to do. And then in a week or two weeks or a month, you have a follow-up meeting and you check in to see how it's going. Can we add more? Should we take some away? And repeat the process. You're going to audit again, assign again, assess again. Now that we're a few years into this process, Ian was doing a lot of the things that I was doing. A lot of the things that Ian was doing have now passed to Canon. And once things come off of one person's plate, 
other things can transfer. So it's one central document that you can use to move things back and forth. Another key component to delegation is core values and hiring the right people to execute these things, which we won't dive into in this podcast. I want to save that for another one. So where we are now is I'm in a much better place with delegation. I trust my team because they are fantastic at what they do. There's a lot of ownership of what each person does, and it's very clear what each person's role and responsibility is. And I can sleep better at night, and I'm no longer suffocating now that I've gone through a time and task audit and taken the time to make this happen. I hope this helps you. If you want any free resources from us, please go to blueprintlearn.com slash resources. 